Trust Your Struggle is a, a place of inspiration. Uh, we have these conversations with individuals about their monumental struggles that they've had in their life, uh, what they've done to overcome them, how these struggles and what they've done have uh, kind of helped define who they are today. On this episode, I speak with John. He started his career by doing branding, packaging, and photography. He was also a professional yo-yoer who traveled around the world performing some crazy tricks. You might even be able to find some of those on YouTube. The real struggle set in once him and his wife were about to have their first kid and not really having a plan or a safety net set in place. On top of that, his wife got into a bad car accident, leaving them with only one car and a scooter for him to get around in. But he's learned that there are things that inspire you and things that drive you. Hope you enjoy. My name is uh, John Huber. I am a designer. Uh, I have worked in uh, print, uh, packaging, branding, and I'm currently uh, working on uh, digital design for digital products. So, and how long have you been doing design for? Been designing total for about uh, I'd say my career since college is about 20 years, and then um, I'd say specifically doing what I'm doing right now about the last like seven, seven years or so. And then um, uh, been doing the photography part of what I've been doing. Forgot to mention that, but I've been doing that for about 13 years now. So, um, and then it goes all the way back into the nineties if you count high school, so. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, have you like always known that this is what you wanted to do or is it something that you kind of fell into? I think once I knew that it was a thing, right? So like I always knew that like um, you know art could be a thing right that could be a career. I knew that um, you know drawing um, or you know I knew adults could do that right. But I think I think uh, once I knew what design was as a career, I just got just more and more interested in it. You know, um, I'd say honestly I didn't even really have a full grasp on everything that. Um, I guess entails like it will like if someone is asked what I do, uh, I think uh, I think it took me a long time to kind of figure figure that out and even just get it my head around that. I remember in college, I would uh, people would say like, "What do you what what do you want to do after college?" I'd be like, "Be a graphic designer," and I'd be like, "Well, what do you what kind?" And I'd be like, "I don't know, but kind <laughs> kind right, you know." So um, right, I'd say even when I started, I feel like I barely knew what the hell I was you know getting into. So. And how'd you finally discover like your, your niche? Um, oh man. Uh, so uh, I have an older brother. He's five years older than me. And um, he had introduced me to what he was doing like early on. So I started taking classes in like high school, uh, a graphic design VTech class. Right. Um, and then in college, you know, kind of got exposed to a lot of things, uh, went to the Art Institute of Phoenix. And I picked that school because it went art first, right? It, we learned um, craft and uh, design outside of the software and everything kind of first and those design principles. Um, and then uh, I, it's funny, I, you know, I didn't set out to do one kind of thing, but uh, I eventually kind of gravitated and started, things started naturally steering in the direction that I kind of wanted to go anyway, right? In my uh when I started, I was just doing uh, an, a really typical in-house marketing job. I worked there for about five months. And then um, after that, uh, I wouldn't say I took a break from design, but I took an opportunity to do something super weird. I had an opportunity to go be a professional yo-yoer overseas. So I did that for a really nice, short dude. amount of time. It was only, it was only a couple months. But um, 
when I came back, uh, I started working in a print shop and then uh, I was doing kind of like, you know, not really glamorous stuff, but then I was working in an apparel company doing um, embroidery and screen print and logo designs. And that was just, it was just heavy into that. And then some layout for like hang tags and things like that. I got the company sort of set up on like a photography department for uh, expanding how they were like selling their, their apparel and stuff like that. Um, well, I think that, what, what, yeah, yeah. what, what uh, exactly is a professional yo-yoer then? Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. I kind of breathe over that. Like one. you're um, just like, yeah. And I, I was a professional yo-yoer and I traveled around for a while, but like, yeah. I don't think a lot of people really know exactly like what, what's all involved with that. Is that like a, you know, competitive uh, sport sort of thing? Kind of. Yeah. So, so what I was doing, so this was the late nineties, right. Um, and uh, obviously the sport and the uh, art has changed over the years to where uh, a professional yo-yo now would probably be doing a lot more competing, um, some traveling, and then probably have like a, you know, really big online uh, social media presence, making videos and things like that. Um, back then it was a lot more live performances. So I would compete locally and I compete in the U.S. and everything. Um, but uh, when I went to go on tour, it was just live performances. So a, um, it was actually British Petroleum, the, the gasoline uh, gas station. Oh, company. BP, yeah. BP, yeah, man. BP, hey, bef- you know, before everything went south with, you know, dumping stuff into the ocean. Um, they, uh, they, um, they hired, uh, they were, or sorry, they were carrying the yo-yos and they wanted to, they hired like an advertising agency who was like, hey, we're going to sell these yo-yos by hiring these professionals who are connected to the company they buy the yo-yos from. So they brought us over and then made like quasi stars out of us. We did radio <laughs> interviews and uh, one of the guys that I was- Sign autographs? I had, I had bodyguards. I signed autographs. I had a driver. <laughs> <laughs> Check this out. Um, this is a movie right now. Oh, there, there was a, there was a talk bu- about a struggle, but like, this is not, this is too good not to talk about right now. <laughs> yeah, right. No, it, it was definitely surreal, right? I was 19 passing as 15 and, uh, uh, or no, sorry. No way. I was 20, 21 passing as 15. Right. So, um, uh, and they did actually like pass it. <laughs> I was like a teenager. Right. So I was out there with my bleach tips and my shant, Right. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> So there was three of us and um, yeah, we, we would do shows like 12 hours a day. We'd go to the mall and then we ran a contest. That was the key part, right? There was, there was a contest that people came out for and there was a structure to it. And by the end of the thing, you know, we crowned a winner of uh, the Singapore contest and the Malaysia contest. So Nice, dude. That's yeah. so rad. What a great experience, you know? Oh, it's so fun. I couldn't pass it up. So um, yeah. yeah, so I worked that first job for like five months and it was like, I'm going to go do this thing. You <laughs> gotta go tour the world for a little bit and spin some yo-yos around, dude. Mm-hmm. Do a little, what is it called, the sleeping dog or something like that? Yeah, around the world, walk the dog, you know, all that good stuff. Walk the dog, that's right. Yeah. Sleeping. Exactly. <laughs> and you were saying like your brother got you into it. So did is your brother like really into art and design? And yeah, do you have any so- other siblings? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I have a twin sister. Um, she definitely leans more on the art side than the design side. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I have a twin sister. She, uh, is a writer and, uh, she draws and paints and things like that. 
Um, and then uh, my brother is a graphic designer. Um, and I think, yeah, when he introduced it to me, I mean, we, he was like, I think he was like high school going into college, right? So I was like eighth grade or something like that. And he was just showing me like what he was kind of doing. And then it was starting to connect. I'm like, oh, wow, that's how those things get made, right? And this was around the time where there was still obviously like some, you know, non, um, non-digital uh, components to graphic design, right? So there was um, a lot of hand stuff too, but I was, you know, I was, I was seeing firsthand how the computer was kind of playing into it and everything. Um, yeah, dude, I remember but, your brother was like really big into BMX. Yes, yeah. So, I mean, it's so funny. So, so my brother's really, really good at BMX. I would get in, I got into BMX. I, I, I sucked at BMX. I always got third. Um, <laughs> and uh, um, so, I mean, he introduced me to skateboarding. For part of our uh, childhood, we were in um, San Diego uh, in the 80s. So we had, um, it was, you know, uh, obviously, you know, <laughs> story's the same, right? Everybody still idolizes Tony Hawk, right? But like to be exposed to those, like that art and those skateboard decks and that kind of stuff in California and the skate scene and all that. And then have an older brother to look up to who was into both those things, skating. And then when we moved to Arizona, he got into BMX. Um, and then, uh, and it's funny too, when I went into the Art Institute, I, I tried to do animation first to just try to deviate somewhat from the past, right? And just be like, but um, I ended up, yeah, steering back to um, graphic design. That's crazy. And is your brother still doing that stuff too? Is he still doing he graphic yep. design? That's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's funny. Yeah, we, um, he's still doing it. He's an uh, art director at, um, we're both in healthcare now, ironically. So um, we both, he works at a nonprofit arm of a healthcare company. And um, I am in the corporate, uh, like digital product department of another healthcare company. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, That's yeah, he was always like screen printing shirts, and I was always watching that. Like he was, he was uh, doing BMX and like making shirts for whatever he was involved in with BMX. So, nice. Were you guys pretty tight growing up? Yeah, yeah, I would say yeah, yeah. We he taught me a lot, man. I mean, taught me. Like I said, like the, got me introduced into design, showed me how to throw my first yo-yo. So, oh shit, <laughs> yeah, really? yeah, we were we were tight. Yeah. And and as far as older brothers go too, he was like super cool. You know, people have that like older brother who like you know kicks their ass or picks on him or whatever. And there was just there really wasn't much of that, you know. And all his yeah. friends were like cool, and and we had a half pipe in our backyard for a while because him and his friends like built it. And our step, I remember and, like, that. Uh, our, our our parents were like you know cool with that and everything. So um, yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, so I remember, like, it was a good scene. John and I, I remember the, the half fight. So John and I go way back um, to, I think, maybe elementary school or something like that. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, either elementary school or middle school. Yeah, exactly. So I remember going over there and just seeing all of your older brother, friends, and him, like, just shred on that. It was really crazy. So, And then I yeah. got inspired and built, like, a little quarter pipe on the side of my house afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Nice. <laughs> and so now, and how long have you been, so now with, with your career and where you're at, you're doing um, the digital product design. How long have you been in the, into that realm? Yeah, so, um, so after that apparel company, I had started my own business. And then that, it, it was kind of a gradual transition, right? So uh, while I was doing client work, so I went from in-house, you know, 
uh, it kind of came back around that yo-yo thing. Um, I got a client that I was doing during my, uh, uh, you know, uh, apparel job and I was doing, I started doing product packaging for the yo-yos and things like that. So, but it started out with like a logo and packaging and then, um, catalogs, photography for the catalog. So I became, it was really cool because I got to learn all that. And then, um, I did several iterations of their website, you know, like in 2003, we had like, I did like a really like, just what would be now like terrible website. Right. And then over the years we had a redesign. Um, no, no, it was in, uh, I think I, I think I had done it up in image ready. Gotcha. I, I, yeah, yeah. Just like, it was all sliced up. Like it was just like a landing page. Right. That was like my first one that I had done for them. And then, um, uh, yeah, so so uh, I, I was starting to get a little bit more digital stuff, you know, with doing some of the digital things for them. But it wasn't until sort of kind of the end of, um, I went to work with them even in-house for a couple years, contracted kind of on site. But um, that kind of brings us to like 2012 or, or somewhere around there. And um, that's when... Now, did you learn like all this stuff on the job? Like all these different skill sets? Honestly, while you were like working there? Were you just like, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> kind of, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the first, like, the packaging thing was, like, I learned at the Art Institute how to, like, make a, like, a, uh, um, we had one project that was, like, manually making a box, right, with even marker paper and, like, hand die cutting it out. And that was huge for me, prototyping packaging at home, because I'd take, like, a back butter knife and score it, and I'd get it the exact, you know, I'd do it all up in Illustrator, and but as far as like, I, I learned a lot, I learned it all from like practice and everything, obviously like had some schooling in it, right? Um, everything I learned about screen print, I learned from like talking to my brother years ago, but then also working at the apparel company and dealing with like, um, I was not actually like screen printing. It was more of a bigger, a little bit bigger of a corporate operation, but um, dealing with the vendor and like getting the uh, pre-pressed files right for him and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then, uh, but then as things went on and things got more digital, um, that's when I really got into um, really trying to, that's when I would kind of like would, was really seeking out more opportunities that were going to go in that direction. Um, Did you, that so that's you, you saw more like security or like a future in that, or was it just something that interests you? Um, both, but definitely, I'll be honest, it was um, watching, you know, watching my field just change over the years, right? I was able to kind of identify early on, like, um, there, there's the futures in that, right? Or there is a good future in that, right? Um, everybody, you know, there's over the 20 years, I've heard all kinds of things, right, of like, print is dead. It's like, no, it's not dead. It's just different. You can't do the cheap, shitty printing anymore. Now people want printing and packaging. You get to do more of the premium stuff. When somebody's going to make an like a really dope album cover, they don't just need CD cover after CD cover. They need that really special thing. So there's there's less room for people to maybe in, in print design, but the quality of it's still there and the demand is still there, right? Also heard things like, um, well, you have to learn to code if you're going to be a designer. Like it's it's done. We've all got to learn how to code, or we're just going to starve to death, right? So. Um, I, you know, I, I'd kind of waffle back and forth between maybe having that opinion, but then realizing I'm like, no, I'm going to stick to what I'm good at. And then I'm going to, you know, um, you don't have to learn how to code if you are really good at the other stuff you do, right? And then now, and then now I've, I've had enough perspective to see that 
those were just opinions and those were just kind of ebbs and flows and waves. Now, you know, people aren't necessarily looking for that all in one person. You know what I mean? So I, I think the industry has grown and people are looking for, they're not, there's a lot of people trying to save money and try to get that person in one. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, def definitely saw, I, so seeing as the, as it evolved and everything, I definitely was pursuing that not only as just something interesting and new, but yeah, definitely wanted to see where, um, you know, where that could take me. And did you, um, was there a time in your career where you felt like you wanted to maybe switch careers or you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm done with this because of how everything's changed over the last like 20 years. There's been like so many ups and downs with everything. No, um, That's the, cool. uh, um, no, the, uh, the industry is definitely like, I've, I've had thoughts of, like, you know, like what do I want to do that kind of thing. But first of all, my, when people ask like, what else would you be doing? I'm like, or what would you do if you weren't a designer? I'd be like, I would be a drummer or a professional yo-yoer. So it's kind of a, <laughs> nice, yeah. so it's not like, so thinking, oh man, what am I going to do now? I've, I've got cool options, but you know, I'm going to stick with this. So what about the drumming thing, dude? Like what's that? Uh, did you, have you always done that since you're a kid? Um, honestly, yeah, since I was like 13. So, um, yeah, I got into, um, again, it was, it was, it's funny. It was the thing my brother did. I remember when I was really little. And then when I was in like uh, elementary or sorry, middle school, I remembered that and my, they like parents dug it out and my brother was like, Eric, you, you've been asking about drums. Do you want this one? So I got, I got into, uh, got into it and parents got me lessons and things like that. And all into like punk rock and, and um, some grunge and right. It's the nineties. So um, uh, yeah, so I, I played in bands um, and um, I remember Myself and Matt here were uh, uh, doing some garage band stuff back in the day a little bit. Um, Legit garage band, dude. I remember, like, we used to practice in, in some dude's, like, shed or something like that next to his, like, mobile, right. mobile trailer. Yeah. Yeah. I remember we practiced in a few places. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's straight up trailer park by the high school. Yep. It really was. Yeah. yeah. It was, like, in the middle of the summer, so. We're just like, all right, dude, we're just going to get some fans in here. And there was no AC in that room at all. Um, no. but I think we were on, like, summer break or something. And we're just like, all right, we just all did band practice in our boxers. This was, like, before Blink-182. Yep. <laughs> yep, yeah, exactly, yep, <laughs> for sure. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what I was doing during high school. And then, you know, uh, during the time when I had my small business, you know, the doing the doing the freelance design do, having the yo-yo factory as the um uh kind of steady steady client and everything i had room to like travel and have a band and do shows and things like that right um and i was doing that and then um music uh you know after after that band we had like an ep and um i'd say i did the most with that band in mid 2000 somewhere between like 2000 three to like seven around there did you um, do all the layout for the album i did yeah i was a, okay i'm the, I'm the designer and the uh i'm the designer and the drummer right so um yeah t-shirts and things like that and um and then uh other other music stuff that i've done uh i was in another band a few years later and then uh we never made an album or anything but we were just kind of playing shows and things like that around town and other than that, um, playing um, pretty much the, the times when I was 
had more of an open schedule. I was doing like, um, you know, playing, playing drums at church or playing drums with a band. So. Uh, Cody, you still have your kit? Yep. Same one, man. Same one. Uh, it's, it's currently uh, in, in a stack uh, in cases right now. I take good care of it. Um, but uh, having, uh, we had a son about five years ago. So um, once he got climbing age, they had to come down. So um, yeah. So <laughs> you think you're going to get so him happy. into playing your drums? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like those first like few years of having a kid, like, are, are just, uh, you know, especially like going through like job changes and things like that, just kind of a struggle. Um, I wish I would have been able to have them up the whole time so he could be exposed to music and things like that. I tried a little bit. We actually got the band back together for like one night, <laughs> had, had him over, right? Had, had, him, like, had uh, uh, the other guys like, you know, meet my son and everything. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to get to a point where my son is, um, enjoying uh and seeing the example of uh me enjoying these different crafts and these different art forms right that i do because that was such a huge thing with like me and my brother and everything um and uh seeing uh having that modeled and then too he's just like I'd, i'd make like a beat with my hands or something like that as a baby like when he was a baby and he would like start dancing to it you know and like um so i can tell he's he's got the rhythm so yeah, for sure. He's totally into it. Were your um? How about your parents? Were they into music or art or anything like that? Kind of like how you are with your son. Kind of. You know, it wasn't really modeled at home. I'd say my mom was definitely creative, uh, and she did a lot of sewing and like craft projects and things like that. So definitely, my my mom like not mom. She definitely like fostered it, right? Um, my stepdad was in, into music. And then he did, he did encourage me getting into like marching band. That was probably about the extent of uh, where him and I crossed with music. Right. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, and then um, my, my parents had divorced when I was uh, six. So lived with my stepdad for most of my childhood, but my, um, my dad, uh, you know, where I was born in Michigan, you know, San Diego and then Phoenix. So uh, I didn't have that kind of modeled by my dad or anything, but um he um yeah he definitely definitely wasn't opposed to it <laughs> yeah but um uh, but oh sorry yeah and my dad was more of an engineer he's he's uh he worked for uh one of the big automotive companies for a very long time retired from there and um i since i didn't live with him i don't know anything about cars <laughs> <laughs> see what direction right. i'm right yeah exactly did he work um with that automotive company, like pretty much his whole life? Um, I don't want to say his whole life, but it, my whole life. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah. Wow, For that's sure. crazy. That's such a, um, especially in our industry and what we do, like that's such an unheard of thing is for someone to stick around at one company for that amount of years. You know, it's like the stuff that we do is a lot of people are jumping around from place to place or different disciplines and that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. um it's kind of like that old school mentality, I think. It is, yeah. And and it's weird because I had some of that ingrained in me. Uh, I'm not going to lie, like the, with the uh, doing work for the yo-yo company, I was doing it, you know, freelancing from with my own company and everything. But really, I mean, they were, they were really like that work was really keeping me going for a long time. I worked with them for like 10 years um, and, yeah. um, and still have the relationship with them. They just don't have the need right now um, for like, 
a ton of bespoke packaging and branding, right? Um, so, um, but yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I definitely, um, my early on in my career, I kind of thought, you know, I, I thought that, you know, kind of thing what my dad did, right? That's how you do it, right? And then we just kind of learned um, it's not like that. And then for for a long time, I was even at a point where I was like, I don't want to have a job. I'm going to do this on my own, right? So. Like freelancing? Yeah, yeah. When I started my company in 06, I mean, I kept that going for, I mean, I still technically have it, but uh, I had a good 10-year, you know, straight run where that was my main source of income, Right. That's huge to be able to run with it um, for that amount of time and, you know, still continue doing it or whatever um, on top of having like your full-time, full-time job. Do you still service some of your old freelance clients, even though you're full-time somewhere else? I do. Yeah. So I have, uh, what, what's cool is I, I can be more, you know, choosy with it. Right. Um, and uh, I'm not having to, you know, I hit a point where I always had this as like a, kind of philosophy in mind. I don't want to do something where the do it for the money. Obviously I'm no stranger to the fact, yes, we, we, we take money for that for what we do. Right. That's, I'm not, I'm not going to like say it's all about, you know, the, the craft and everything. Um, but when, when uh, my decisions are based on money only, that's um, just a, a position I'm trying not to be in. Right. So those jobs where I'm like, I'm just going to do this because I have to, right. I, I don't have as many of those. So it doesn't have that role in my life. Um, and, uh, I'm not trying to be everything to everybody. Right. So I have a few key clients that I still do some product photography for, and then I pick up some branding projects that, um, either, uh, interest me or are just kind of right, you know, a, a right fit. And what's been cool though, is, um, what I'm, I make uh, iOS and web desktop apps for healthcare, really, um, kind of intricate digital products. Right. So, but if I'm doing freelance, I'm doing anything but that. I'm not just at home making more design systems and apps and things like that. So I, right. do, yeah. I do still get some creative um, uh, fulfillment from that. And the, and the, and the uh, product photography isn't the most exciting, but it is, a, it is a good extra source of income. And even when I, when I took a, when I took the, the job I have now in the beginning before, you know, before promotion and things like that, it actually, I had taken a step back in pay and I actually needed that freelance to supple. Like it wasn't, even though I had that full-time job, it still wasn't meeting um, the expenses and debt and all those kind of things that I had. Gotcha. Yeah, for sure. So you got to do whatever you got to do to keep things going. Yeah. So I still have uh, the freelance. It just takes on a different role in my life. Um, yeah. Nice. So dude, let's get, let's get into the struggle, man. Like, sure, man. So yeah let's, yeah I let's think get that's that. like what what was that time in your life where that was that monumental point of struggle so yeah i think i mean it, it's right right kind of where we left off i i had been working with that uh yoga company doing really cool shit for a long time it was really awesome and i enjoyed the work uh it was a lot of hours and a lot of hard work um it was kind of a work hard play hard i got to travel i got to do do the things I, I had the freedom. I got to explore a lot of different creative outlets and design and um, create a direction with the company. But I needed to and work uh, in an industry that you were into. I think that's a huge thing yes, too, right? Yeah. Like that happened to be a great fit for that position. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's perfect. So, right? 
Yeah, yeah. So I, it kept me connected to something um, that I was I was passionate about. I really liked it. And, and at the time when I started, like the opportunity to change that look of that industry from kiddish and goofy and or just not designed, right? Um, to bring it into something more of like um, action sports and something that looks more um, reminiscent of like, you know, where skateboarding branding is at and things like that. So it was really cool. Um, and, uh, but so the struggle, I think uh, at, at one point I was working on site with them and I decided I, I really wanted to go back to doing client work, right? Um, I had this massive portfolio of all this like different creative stuff. So, so I started out going off after um, going after like toy brands and more fun, um, uh, you know, brands. And there was a few things that definitely like my portfolio definitely had some different toy things and a baby product company and um, just some, some other apparel and things like that, that lend themselves well, or kind of pull from that same skill set, Right. Um, but there was still that strip, like healthcare was getting, uh, uh, or health insurance was getting a lot more expensive. I had a lot of debt from some, actually some, some health scares when I was in my twenties that like thousands of dollars that had just followed me into my like thirties. Right. right. Um, and, uh, so there, um, so, uh, so I'm, I'm working, I, I have my like freedom, right. You know, I have my, but I take no, I, I don't take, um, uh, you know, working long hours and things like that. So what, um, what I was going to be needing was, you know, I needed more money, right. I needed more, um, I don't know, I don't want to say job security because I personally think it's kind of an illusion, right. There's no, no, 100%. no especially in our industry. Right. But, um, the idea that now I, I have a two week paycheck, right. And there's predictability with it and, um, consistency. So I, you know, I wanted to go back to having that freelance and, um, trying, you know, different, uh, um, trying out different, uh, you know, where, where do I want to be? Right. Everybody looked at my portfolio and they're like, Oh, you're a packaging guy. And I'm like, well, I'm really branding guy, but it's all in packaging. <laughs> right. So, it was hard to shake that. It was hard to shake the toy thing, especially being here in um, Phoenix, you know, but a lot more, um, not as much opportunity for that stuff. So I was trying new things. I, I started working in a co-working space because I was going a little batshit crazy in my home. Just uh, like hadn't, hadn't, you know, I, I went from like, you know, working at home for a few years to working on site with like literally my friends, right? At this, at this yeah, other cool. So where now, now flash forward i'm married um my wife works as a teacher and then um i'm at home all day just designing away <laughs> right or looking for for work and and all that kind of stuff so um but yeah the struggle really began like i mean the business always anytime i was freelance and had its ups and downs but um like i said now i'm i'm in um you know my early 30s uh, i have no health insurance uh, I, I would have health insurance for a little bit but it would be um, it would be, it would be one of the first things to go when we didn't have, you know, the, the, uh, money or whatever. So, um, then, uh, so there was that. And then we were, you know, we were looking into, we we're working up to having a kid. Right. So when I was 35, we had, uh, we had our son and, um, that's when stuff honestly got really hard. Like, so b before that I, I, you know, I, I had been doing some freelance or I, I had some clients, I had some had some good successes and then some low lows. So what it really came down to is every time I'd be like, Oh, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. 
But then those dips would happen. And my biggest problem, my biggest like regret or don't do this, whatever, was I, I didn't, I, I set out on this, you know, back in freelance without, without that like um, saved up net or um, without really thinking through the logistics. It was kind of like, all right, I'm going to do this and I'm just going to push and it's going to get better. Um, so uh, yeah, so that, that's kind of when everything started. That's, um, you know, I, I was trying all kinds of different things and, and I would hit a point where I would go, when things would dip, I would go do contract work through a staffing agency. So some people would be like, oh man, when things get really rough, I could go work something else, right? You asked that earlier, like what else would I do? Right. And I'm like, honestly, like if you're willing to like let your pride take a hit, I can slide into a uh, temp job doing design work that's actually pays a, more than like a full-time job, but less than the client work, right? But it's like, a, it's a paycheck every two weeks or sorry, every single week and then direct deposited and those kinds of things. So those are, as that freelance guy, I'm like, where you're like, get the money, get the money, get the money, get the deposit, get the oh, check. Dude. Now, yeah. I, now, now I can like take a breather. And, um, and now actually from one of those, I have one of my current clients that I do the product photography from came out of one of those relationships. Um, nice. Yeah, it's like pizza and beer, man. For me, it was, it kind of came down to like, you know, even bad pizza is good, or even bad pizza is pizza, even bad beer is pizza is, is ah. I, I know what you're saying, yeah. Beer, beer. <laughs> even bad beer is still beer. Even, even a production job that you're maybe not as happy with is still a production job, and I'm fully capable of doing it because I've been doing my own everything for the last, at that point, like 13 years or whatever. Um, so yeah, so it took a few of those, and then I would get back on my feet and that kind of thing, and um, I took a job at one of the, uh, big, uh, corporate, um, retailers that sells pet products here in Phoenix, worked there for about, um, they kept renewing the contract, was doing that, um, as a, uh, uh, contractor and, and that was all, so this is where things shifted. I'm like, all right, I, I need a big brand and I need digital. I need more digital. I need to shake that John's the packaging guy. Right. Um, so I took on that where I was doing CRM emails and the website and then any other random little digital social thing they had. Um, and then that's back to that kind of thing. That's where I was learning how, how, how an enterprise level th um, company is doing this stuff, right? Not just me doing like little one-offs for my client, little small landing pages, but how is a massive retail site for a several billion dollar a year company? How, how does that work on the inside from a design team, you know? Yeah. So again, you learned on the job. Exactly. Yeah. So taking those skills that I had from everything else and applying that there. Cause I mean, some of the stuff I was doing honestly was, it was pretty basic. It's not like I had, it's, uh, it wasn't, um, you know, designing emails, but then what I contributed to that was like, all right, I'm going to read, I'm going to help them redo how they do emails. And then that's where I'm going to learn. So it's not that I'm going to go in and then learn what I need to for that job. I'm going to go in and then learn how to make that place. But, and that's, that's kind of how I would take that, that like uh, grit or whatever from being a solo person for so long and really push that in, internally and help that push my career and stuff. Well, yeah, it totally helps you become more well-rounded and what you mm -hmm. can offer and your skill set and what you're doing. So, yeah, before you were John, the packaging guy to, you know, yep. now it's, you know, John, Oh, like, you do packaging too like instead of like the whole like oh john's a digital guy or john's a yeah, really, guy sort of thing right like the whole role is yep. kind of flipped around 
Yeah, I definitely bit. worked on changing changing that image, but not in just like an image way, like really changing it with um, the evidence from it and everything too. So, but you know, re reshape my portfolio to how include that stuff. So I'm at that place. That contract ends. Uh, I had ended it. I had gotten back. You know, started doing you know client work. Still looking for a full time job at this point though. Um, and then that's when I kind of switched. That's when I started doing um, some agency freelance, and that's where something really changed. That's where. I started realizing I'm, I'm working with teams. I'm working, you know, I'd worked with you, Matt, on on some projects with your agency. And um, that's where I was like, I liked working on a team. I liked working on products that, projects that were bigger than what I could get with my little company. And um, uh, that's where I started shifting gears. I'm like, all right, all right may, you know, started looking at agencies, uh, started applying. So now I'm applying for jobs, not just these temp gigs and things like that, these stop gaps. But I'm like, all right, I need to rethink like, um, as you know, like I said, we're, we're getting into the having a kid territory. And then um, we, we had a point where my wife was going to um, no longer work as a teacher, come home, which means I was going to doubt, you know, the insurance and all that stuff was going to be on me. Right. So that was, that was coming yeah. up. That was like just over the horizon. Right. So, Are you having um, a lot of anxiety during that time? Ah, uh, yeah. Wow, yeah. That's that's funny. Those are, yeah, uh, yeah. And that it's a it was a scary, scary time. So, I you know I was uh I was not having luck with uh you know I'd only I'd only started to get the digital stuff in my portfolio and the feedback I was always hearing was kind of like, well, you haven't worked at an agency before. Um, we you know we need we we need somebody with that you know that experience and i'd make the argument i'm like i had my own little tiny one person agency i kept it through a recession right so there's something to that right i've worked with clients and the people who would call the people who would call me in for the interview were usually people who had done that themselves and could recognize that that value right but cool. um you know i was striking out so i was having better luck i was still being hired as freelance though for the agency. So it wasn't like I couldn't work at an agency. It was just, um, I was getting that through it. So I would go and then, you know, still make it meet and meeting the needs with like temporary, um, you know, over the holidays there, there was, there was a one that came up, um, worked there for like six weeks or something like that. And then that was good, you know, a good, good consistent stuff for a while. So I, you know, take those where I could and everything. And meanwhile, I'm networking, learning and growing and everything. Um, and then I get a, I, I go contract back at the pet company. So I go back <laughs> a two month contract and I'm like, all right, this time I'm serious about it. I'm all, I'm just fueled by anxiety at this point to your question. I'm just like right. fueled by stress and I'm like, but I'm just like hella laser focused, right? Before uh, I was very much about like, I want my lifestyle and um, I want that uh, freedom and all those things from having my own business and everything. Um, or whatever those things represented to me at that time. And now I was just like, I just need, I'm like laser focused. I'm like, all right, I'm here. I have, this is a one or two month contract and they mean it this time, probably, you know, you can't count. Like last time it just kept going over and I was, I was fortunate that way. Right. They liked me. But then this time I was like, all right, I got, I got like a month to make this thing stick. So I was able to, um, see what was good, see what was going on. Uh, they had, they had got me back. You know, I'd contracted there now twice. They tried to get me when my son was born, but um, we we had gone through all this stuff. I was down to just a scooter with like a 30 mile range. So I couldn't even drive to the job. So I'd even turn them down. And um, so anyway, 
by their by their graces, I was I was back right, and I got that full time senior web design um, uh, senior web design position right. So now I'm like, all right, it's like I could hold that piece of paper up and be like, all right, I have a title given to me by somebody else. <laughs> it's digital, it's official, and it's like applied right because um, in my opinion, the job title you give yourself at an age at a small a small company or freelance or whatever is almost. I'm I'm more of a harsh critic, so I feel like I was more proud of the titles that I gave myself because I did not give myself those titles easily. But I knew that the title from the company meant a lot and that that paycheck, right? So I was now making big bully money, right? I could consider the idea of my wife, you know, not working, right? Um, so that that was about ten months, and then just through corporate restructuring and reorg, some stuff happened, and I was laid off. Um, and that was the day after my wife had got, so my wife, uh, had gotten a car, a really bad car accident. Everybody was okay after, after checking everybody out and everything really scary car accident. And then the next day I was laid off. So I lost my car and your scooter. I know. Um, uh, I think at this point we were back to, I had my. I can't, you, you know, honestly, I, we may have still been down to one car. No, sorry. We, we, we had two cars at this time. Yep. Okay. Two cool. cars and a scooter. So we were living it up, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, dude, putting that baby seat on the scooter is not going to work out too much, dude. I've seen that shit in Taiwan, but I don't know if it's going to fly here. First of all, well, actually, I got to set the record straight, too. For anybody listening, they're probably picturing me on a Razor scooter or a bird or whatever. No, nah, man, it was like a, like a, um, like a, like a, like a Vespa, like a motorcycle scooter, right? Still oh. not cool though. Twenty miles an hour, Matt. You know what I'm talking about. So, uh, but like, I got to. It's got pedals it on it though. It had pedals, yeah. So it was a, it was an e-bike. So, but I wasn't just standing up on a scooter, scooter like. So that that's what people picture, man. I gotta I gotta show people. I gotta like, True. you know, show people the picture, so um, you know, they know it's it's super cool. <laughs> anyway, so we got two cars and the scooter. Um, but, uh, yeah, so really, really scary, uh, you know, life gets an accident. She was rear-ended at full speed by somebody who was having like a medical episode. Um, Whoa. and then our, our, our one-year-old son, I think at the time was in the car. Right. So we had to like, after, so after we get, uh, take him to a, you know, to get a scan for something just to make sure cause he had some like redness and stuff scan got my wife some like physical therapy and things like that or you know started that process that day you know got and then I tell my wife I'm like so I've been people's been blowing me up at work because I called in sick but my coworkers are telling me it's going down right I'm like so I, I tell my wife I'm like let's get you the rental car and then I need to take the other car and go to work and get my stuff because I think I'm losing my job tomorrow so I go ahead and do that sure enough I come in the next day and um you know get the get the email that i've been chosen <laughs> so um uh we had a design team you know for the digital team that i was on six people two of us uh had to go so um did that i hopped uh hopped in the car took my like you know corporate you know dismissal packet whatever um and then what was now starting a whole email thread from the car accident. And I just went straight to the co-working space. I was there by like 10 o'clock and I'm like, all right, I'm back at it. I was trying to be the full-time guy and here we go. So yeah. then I'm sifting through, I'm sifting through 
you know, the severance stuff and the car accident stuff, negotiating um, the, uh, I mean, I was even fortunate to get a, you know, what, what I got from the company after like 10 months, but, you know, we're working, working through all that stuff, reviewing uh, cause I got to sign stuff, give it back. And then almost the same stuff with the uh, car accident, going through all that and just kind of going, all right, this is, this is what I'm doing right now. So that was a really, really hard time. Um, so it was like, uh, yeah, so that, those, that, that stretch, um, was all, was all super, super rough and talk about anxiety and, and whatever else comes along with that. From the time my son was born. Oh, sorry. But so while my, um, while I was doing all this before to back up, um, just before my son was born, uh, one month before we were, we were able to sell our house after being four months behind on the mortgage. And if we didn't sell it within the days that we did, um, we would have just lost it. So talk about like fueled by anxiety. Um, so we had, um, so I had this house that I had since I was 24 and my wife and I got married when I was like 30. And then, um, you know, we lived there for a while. Uh, the value wasn't at a point where we could, you know, I watched the, I bought it when I was young. I saw it go up and then I saw it go way down. We were stuck in a place in a house we didn't want to live in. So we had moved with like super terrible credit and just sell the house in the nick of time with just like cash in hand, found a place to rent in downtown Phoenix. Um, and uh, we were just like, my credit sucks, but I just sold the house and I have this many dollars, right? <laughs> so you came with the briefcase. Pretty much, man. I wasn't going to pass any kind of like credit check, but, um, you know, we, we found a private owner who was, who was by, you know, down to, down to hook it up. Like I, I just kind of like, I just had to prove to him. I was just like, look, dude, I've got a kid. It's like, my wife was like eight months pregnant. I'm like, we, we have that going on. Um, here's invoices. This is how much I make when I do freelance. Right. And this is before the, the pet, um, the second pet contract. Right. Um, so I just had to convince him that I'm like, dude, I can, I could do this. Um, <laughs> and we did that and it moved in. And then a month later had our son. And then that's when all the crazy, like that, that yeah. it's funny. Like I've tried to pick, try to pinpoint, but it was a pretty long period of like five straight years of just struggle. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And then, so this has been a couple of years now since all this shit went down. Um, mm -hmm. What did, what did you get from that whole, what were your takeaways from that whole situation? Like if you could look back at it now and like apply that to, to your life now or apply that to later on in your life. I'd say, yeah, that's a really good question. So one thing, so where we're at now, um, I had set this, I had set this goal at the beginning of all this that I was like, I'd really identified that as a thing. One thing that was really killing us. So, um, we're uh, actually just this past uh, this year, we paid off, we're down to zero debt. Those, <laughs> those, those used, thank you, thank you. Those used, those used cars and that uh, scooter, we own them. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but all the credit cards out, all the medical, all those things, I just worked really just kind of hard to like pay those down. So one, that was like, that was a, that was a definite big boy goal. That was an, that was some adulting right there. You know, I, I, had, I was like, this is how I want to live. Not just like, let's pay this down for now, but I want to, that's, that's like a goal holistically, right? That we, yeah. so that was our thing too. We weren't going to try to buy another house 
if, you know, our credit was too shitty, but like, we weren't even going to try it. We we're like, let's rent. We, we don't want any debt, any payment until this is gone. So, so that was one thing was just, um, I guess learning, setting that goal and then hitting that. Cause through my, like starting my business, I wasn't really setting like milestone goals. I was just kind of like, ah, it's just going to get better. Or, I, or I'd have a huge win and I'd be like, shit, I wasn't even planning that, you know? <laughs> um, right. But anyway, set a big goal. And then over the course of like what five or seven years or whatever, finally like paid it off. But, um, uh, and then uh, other things that I learned, just like one, just having to push super, super hard and just like, definitely learned how hard it can get. Right. Um, definitely learned, um, the shift in priorities, um, from I'm going to, I'm going to keep running this business to, well, so it had really become kind of like part of my identity. So besides like the kind of design that I did, I, I not only besides what people thought of me, I, I really identified as like, I, I run a business, right. I, I am independent. I'm that guy. Right. And, um, one takeaway was like, I, I really had to like, change how I thought about that and not not just let how I do like being a designer is always going to be part of my identity but how I was doing design I couldn't I had I can't moving forward I can't let how I do design or do anything can't let that become so much part of my identity because that gotcha, okay that, so do you, do you think that was part of like uh and I'm not in a negative way, but do you think that was part ego that was driving that? I think so. Yeah. I think some of it, yeah, some of it could definitely be ego, right? At some point, at my lowest, right? At my, right. Uh, like, at my youngest uh, naiveness, I looked down, sure. at some point, I looked down on taking a full-time job, right? I was like, no, I can never go back, right? right. And then, but, but uh, the opportunity that I had, you know, uh, come into now where I'm at for the last like uh, two years or so was, all right, this is a chance to like reset and re just rethink how I'm, how I'm doing this and um, prioritize, you know, I wanted to be there from like a time perspective for my son. Right. Well, I also need the money to be able to like have, have um, the roof overheads and the, the two cars and all that jazz. Right. right? Yeah. Um, and uh, um, you know, driving our like, 10, 10 year old used cars and stuff. So, um, but uh, yeah, so I, I would say one, one definite takeaway is like how, how I don't want to let what I'm doing become so much a part of my identity that I can't see straight or I can't, um, I can't change that. I can't change what I'm doing for the better. Right. Right. Yeah. That's huge, man. Like that's, it's a big realization right there. Um, mm -hmm. to just own that for sure. And, and grow from that. So, so and know that, that, that your, I could be okay, yeah. Right, exactly. So would that be kind of your advice to give to your old self? Yeah, I, well, you know what, that, that yeah, for sure. Don't, don't let that just, don't, it's not just about the, the whole life isn't just about this, right? Um, the other advice I would probably give myself is set like objective, objective thresholds and objective, um, uh like logistics and breaking points and things like that like i i would i would get low and then i'd be like lower than i thought i could get and i'd be like oh i just gotta pull out of this but um uh setting objective things to where hey no matter what if it drops below this whether it's my time or my money or or whatever right if um you know uh whatever those things are um 
set those like write those down and then you know when those happen acknowledge those the other thing is to um uh get a, I would get a mentor that's one thing I did oh, not shit. right that, that's one thing um I had I, I over my course I mean obviously there's people I've learned from but I didn't I had friends and but a lot of times they were younger than me or not doing what I'm doing they thought I was crazy for doing you know uh running you know being freelancer or not having a job or being my own boss or whatever so e- even if I was crazy if I hear that from somebody who's done it that make it makes a difference and then the other thing would be if uh I was trying to run a small business like a small design agency without having worked full-time in an agency so I would go oh. way back and and really push to get that into my skill set before um, so do that first and then do your own thing afterwards. Learn learn from the job, learn from that experience, and then take what you applied to your own thing. I Yeah, I took it as, oh, I've, I've learned design, so I can start a business about design. But it's, it's no, it's like I'm doing client work, I'm doing agency work. Uh, so I learned a lot of things the hard way, right? So, um, right, yeah, no, exactly. One thing would have made it easier. <laughs> right, For exactly. Sure. Um, so before we close out, dude, is there anything else that you wanted to touch on or any other things you wanted to talk about? Oh man. Um, I don't know. I guess, um, I guess one, one thing would be one of the big differences kind of like from where, I guess where I was, or, you know, you asked kind of like, what, where is like coming out of that? Right. Um, and what, one thing I've realized is there, there's the things that inspire you creatively. And then um, there's the things that sort of drive you. And, I, and I've been able to sort of, sort of identify the things that kind of like may separate those, you know? Um, so go into that for a minute. What do, you, what do you mean by that? The things that inspire you and then the things that, that drive you. Yeah, so like in, it's things that inspire me, whether it's um, to, you know, creatively, right? I, I, I have to meet a creative objective, right? I need to make a, make a thing. And I need that inspiration, right? Um, uh, I, I get that from like music and, you know, uh, other art forms, not necessarily, I want to do logo, so I'm going to go look at logo design. I want to do a layout, so I'm going to go look at layouts. For me, it's more, I look at um, like off the wall skateboard tricks that have nothing to do with what I'm doing. I, I like, or something that I know, don't know anything about, right? Something that is some, you know, like uh, one thing, uh, if you follow like Red Bull, oh, the random yeah. thing, if you follow Red Bull, like the, the, the content they put out, it's always things that I haven't been exposed to, right? And I'm like, holy shit, like that guy just turned walking into an art form, right? Or, or whatever <laughs> the thing, right? Sometimes right. it's just like crazy jumping out of a plane that doesn't interest me or whatever, but other times it's just, so those things like object manipulation, juggling, obviously with like the yo-yo thing, I'm into the, you know, right. the skill toy things like that but um so those are like inspiring and then um obviously you know stories of other people and things like that but one thing for me that's that's um that's been really cool this kind of like after doing this for 20 years and making making a shift carrying with me all that experience but definitely going into um this isn't where I this is I'm not still doing the same stuff I started in in some ways and like very high levels I am still doing design I'm still solving problems um but uh, one thing that's very different is I'm not I'm not in the advertising space right now in my current role. Uh, some of my freelance and things I you know still do that um, 
you know, work in that space, but uh, I'm working in healthcare. I'm solving problems in an industry that desperately needs it, especially right now in, um, you know, obviously like our healthcare crisis that we're having. Um, so one thing that's driving me is just kind of like meaningful work. The idea that um, what I'm doing um, is, is more, it, I mean, it, it's, it's designed, but it's, it's, uh, it touches a lot of people and it, you know, if it gets somebody to the emergency room faster or it solves um, something that is usually a pain for them, if I can make that easier, right? That, so that, that like drive so that it, you know, there's obviously inspirational stories and things like that, but, but there's um, something definitely that, that with that, that kind of drives more than just like, I used to look more for inspiration. Now I'm looking for something to kind of like drive. the. That's cool. That's a good perspective, dude. So, uh, yeah, right. It's still a thing, but I'm, I'm, I've learned a, I've learned that the two are separate. Yep, exactly. And kind of have those 50, 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. With that, with that balance. That's cool. Well, dear, this is awesome. Um, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. Like, you know, of course, reminiscing about certain shit and like, uh, yeah, about the old school stuff, but, um, definitely hearing about, you know, the kind of shit that you went through and what, what had happened. So. Um, and, and one of the things you talked about was mentorship, right? Um, so if anyone's listening or watching, um, and they're, they're inspired by your story and, and want to seek out to you for mentorship, where can they do that? For sure. Yeah. You can, uh, find me at the John Huber on just most social media platforms, you know, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and, uh, the John Huber.com. Nice. And then on that site is the links to everything too. Wow. Oh, cool. Awesome. So just go to that one yeah. spot and you'll be able to find everything. Yep. And if you want to learn yo-yo tricks, just hit them up too. So. <laughs> for sure. For sure. I'll show you yo-yo tricks. Yeah. Um, uh, Matt, should we mention um, that? Uh, uh, so so Matt had asked me to um, come on the show and it's, it's been awesome. Um, before I, uh, I did tell Matt that I wanted to come back in a year and interview Matt for Trust Your Struggle, and uh, let Matt tell his story to all of you. So, and yep, Matt agreed. So, yep. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to well, do I'm it. I'm excited about that. <laughs> Role reversal here in a year. So, yep. I'm going to keep it going, too. So, we'll, we'll be sure. doing that. So, we'll get it planned out. So, well, dude, thanks a lot again, man. This was really awesome, and uh, really appreciate you taking your time to sit down and have a conversation. Cool. Yeah. And thank you so much for having me on here, dude. It was really cool. Awesome. Thanks, dude. All right. Talk to you later.